The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Kroll Call with Dan J. Kroll for this very special two-hour celebration of SoapCentral.com on the Voice America Talk Radio and TV Network. My name is John Missel. I'm the senior executive producer for the show. I have Dan Kroll here with me and some very special guest hosts and a terrific lineup of surprise guests. How are you today, Dan? I am only here to fulfill the terms of my contract. I am a nervous wreck. <laughs> Surprises and I don't get along, so this should be a very, very interesting two hours, John. Well, I love your Marshall Lynch uh, impersonation there. Uh, <laughs> but before we begin this very special star-studded show today, I'd like to take a second to announce to uh, all the stars and over the three million fans that have tuned in over the last year that thanks to their support, the network and Dan – have agreed to renew the show for, the, for another year. So now in honor of the 20th anniversary of SoapCentral.com and all the hard work Dan has done for his fans, the various charities, his community, and the daytime soap community, Dan, this show today is for you. So we're going to get started and introduce your special guest co-host for today. First one up, having worked in daytime TV for over 10 years, our first co-host is best known for her work as fan favorite Amanda Dillon from All My Children, and most recently Jordan Ridgway from Days of Our Lives. She also joins Dan every year on the daytime Emmy's red carpet interviewing the stars you love most. Please welcome to the show, Chriselle Staus. Hi, guys. Hey, welcome, Chriselle. Thank you. I can't wait. I missed you, Dan. I have missed you as well. We'll have to work on that. I know. Our, uh, Get your outfit ready. The Emmys are coming. <laughs> they are. Our second co-host today is the executive editor of Soaps in Depth magazine, and along with his best friend, recently launched the website momentofawesome.com. He enjoys everything to do with cruises, talk to you about hours about them, and tweets more than most birds do. <laughs> Think we're exaggerating? No. Too many to mention, but a couple prominent ones are at How Rude Are You, tweet them there a lot, at Soaps and Depth ABC, and I really can't go on. Uh, there's just way too many. So please welcome the Twitter man himself, Richard Sims. Hey, everybody. Thanks uh, for having me. I am so excited. We have so much fun lined up tonight, and one of my favorite things about doing this is knowing that Dan is going to spend the next two hours squirming. There's just nothing better than that. Gee, thanks. <laughs> and I so agree. Our next uh, slash co-host slash MC uh, slash producer is usually hidden behind the cameras, a la The Wizard of Oz, and she will be back <laughs> behind the curtains today, too. 
a very multi-talented woman and associate producer for the show. You've probably uh, been to many events she's produced or been involved with. She works in theater, film, TV, and new media. Currently is directing a sci-fi spoof web series and stage managing Pulp Shakespeare, which is currently running in L.A., so go see it if you're on the West Coast. Uh, Bryn, I know you're not talking, but I want to welcome and thank you for all your hard work putting this show together, Bryn Coombs. Hi, Bryn. Yay! Now, due to the lineup, we won't be accepting calls to the show today, but the lines will be back open next week with a new episode of Crow Call. The show is now in the capable hands of Chriselle Richard and Bryn. Sit back, watch Dan squirm, keep it in your imagination, have some fun, enjoy the show, and thanks so much for tuning in. You know, I just want to set the stage here because, you know, this is this is not a visual medium, so I want the audience to know sort of what's going on right now. Uh, Chriselle, as you might expect, is wearing a drop-dead gorgeous gown, you know, <laughs> cut down to here and up to there. I am wearing a tux and top hat, and Dan is wearing pajamas. You know, that's, 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 that was his big, his big contribution was he got out of bed. That's pretty <laughs> much all he's done for this show. So, you know, there you go. I would like to say this is ahead of schedule for me as well. Uh, I mean, it's only it's six o'clock. I'm, I've got at least another few hours before I'm usually out of bed. Well, that's okay. You just stay there, and uh, you, you can you can basically sleep for the next couple hours while we entertain you. And we do have a lot of stuff going on tonight. But before we get to any of that, um, I think there are probably people who don't necessarily know your story. You know, um, sort of like how Soap Central came into being. So, you know, why don't you explain to them how you basically invented the internet? <laughs> well, I did. Uh, who knew? No, you know, it's funny that I've been sitting here for the past couple of days thinking about how it's been 20 years that I've been doing this. And there's a part that feels like it has been 20 years and there's another part of me that feels like there's no way it could be 20 years this is something that i love so much and you know in in true soap fashion it started out of drama and in suspense um you know planned to be a doctor was going to be a doctor would be you know treating all sorts of diseases that i'm terrified of today um (laughs) Which is sort of ironic. I mean, there's not enough Purell in the world and, and, and gloves to keep it away from me. But um, this started while I was in med school, as is usually the case. Uh, life happens. Uh, there were some things that went on. Uh, I turned to the Internet and turned to my love of soaps to help me get through a dark period, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. You know, the, the soaps are, are our friends or our family. Um, and I started fiddling around on what was something really brand new then, the Internet. And you know, people started checking out my love of all my children. It, the site started as the AMC pages, a love of all my children. One by one, people were saying, hey, can you do this for other shows that I watch? Uh, added them one by one. And here we are 20 years later. Uh, I, I don't even have the numbers, but you know, several hundred million people have visited the site in 20 years. And that sort of blows my mind. Wow. That's amazing. It, it really is. And one of the things that um, I find really useful from, for this, from the site um, because, you know, I, as, a, as a magazine editor, I'm constantly having to look up facts about things that happened in the past on the shows. And um, Soup Central has 
absolutely fantastic archives of recaps going all the way back to when the show, the site launched in 1995. And so one of the first things we're going to do to torture you here. Oh, dear. <laughs> Can I yeah. just tell you one quick thing before you introduce the, the, what I know you're going to do? Um, the archives, so much so that when someone starting all my children that didn't know my character where I I swear to you, that is exactly where I went to read Amanda Dillon's history. I was on SoapCentral.com before I ever knew Dan, before I ever knew the show, all my children. I mean, I'd, of course, I'd heard of it, but that is where I was, like, reading up on Amanda from. So <laughs> I just had to tell you that. That's so cool. I love knowing that. As Because we have this great archive of of you know, 20 years worth of recaps, I thought it might be fun to honor your 20th anniversary by, over the next two hours, we're going to stick in some occasional questions, one for each year that you have been uh, hosting Soap Central, and we'll see out of those 20 questions how many you actually get right. Uh, if you happen to be listening to this part, this this show in the archive, stop listening right now. We're going to post the uh, we'll post the questions uh, on callcall.com, and you can go in and you can answer the questions yourself before you listen to the rest of the show and see how well you do. But if you're listening live, you'll just have to keep track uh, with us. So, Dan, the first question comes from 1995, which was when Soap Central debuted. That same year, All My Children's Liza returned to Pine Valley to start a new job, which. Te- Tad had actually hoped would be his. What was that job? I knew this site would come back to haunt me one day. I knew it. Uh, no, I actually know this one. This is kind of amazing because this is, uh, you know, back in the heyday when I was really just discovering soaps and everything was new. It was the station manager of WRCW, the, t- uh, the TV station. Liza came back and surprise, surprise, they didn't show her for a couple of days. And I guess like a Friday cliffhanger was, boom, Liza Colby. Uh, I, so I know that. I think that one's right. That is just- correct. Congratulations. You get a point for that. Nice so- job, Dan. Can we stop now? Can we <laughs> leave me at batting a thousand? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do the first five questions. And then, we'll, and then we'll give you a little break. So 1996, okay. the second right. year that Soap Central was around. In 1996, the Young and the Russell says Christine, also known as Cricket, was married to Paul, and she ticked off her mother-in-law by ditching Christmas dinner in order to comfort a distraught Nina. What was the name of Paul's mother? Oh my gosh! It is. It, it, don't no tell way. me. No, it's there. Uh, God, she's just on the show. You know, it's one of those things that. You it, get this? Tra- I'm gonna be so amazed. Paul's mother. It's not. Uh, it's a simple name. Is it Mary? That's not Mary. It's Mary. No, it's Mary. Is it Mary? It is Mary. Congratulations. Oh my God. Mary Williams. Really good. Really good. You're two for two. I'm Can we stop now? <laughs> no? We, no. Oh God. Now, remember, I warned you that there was one question I didn't think you were going to get. This is not that question. Oh. In 1997, the Bold and the Beautifuls, Eric, was flying back from Italy when his plane crashed in Greenland. Who boarded the private jet at the last minute and wound up stranded with him in the frozen tundra? That's before my time, I think. Is it? No, 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 it's not. It was a crossover. It was, uh, was it Lauren from The Young and the Restless? It was Lauren Fenmore. Yes! You are three for three. Wow. <laughs> he is really proving his worth. And no wonder he's the guy we go to for all the information. Exactly. Can we stop? 
Exactly. We're three for three. Let's stop where we're ahead. Where, right here's where you're going to lose your streak. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you, I told you, if you get this one right, oh I will, I will, I will not eat brownie brittle. My favorite snack for an entire month. I will go an entire month without eating brownie brittle. If you get this right, let me eat one while we are asking the question. Pardon the crunching, so, guys. Go ahead. In 1998, someone began recreating the events which unfolded in a book written by another world's Felicia Gallant. It turned out it was the very first book she'd written years earlier. What was the name of that book? Just give it up. You're not going to get it. Just give it up. I have no idea. I mean, I know that she had talk shows. Uh, I have no idea. Felicia's first book was called... Embers in the snow. Of course it was. That was my second <laughs> guess. Yeah. I, that, that was the one that I knew you probably wouldn't get. Now, here's our last question for this segment. In 1999, the fifth year that uh, you were doing Soap Central, John and Marlena got married again on Days of Our Lives. But their Hawaiian honeymoon took a rather bizarre and tragic turn when he supposedly drowned trying to save someone. In reality... John wound up with Princess Gina in a rather unusual place. Where were they? I don't know the answer to that one. I think you do. Uh, he was in the ocean, and then all of a sudden he wasn't in the ocean. He was somewhere else. Is yeah. The thing about it's the not, it's, I was going to say, it's not New Salem backwards. That was later. No, that, was, that was a few years later. Uh, oh, there was Swamp Girl. Uh, <laughs> no, no. This, what, uh, How did I miss that casting call, Swamp Girl? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You actually, you actually would have been really good at Swamp Girl. Um, you, you actually have, have very similar look to the girl who, who ended up playing Swamp Girl. I could totally, but be glad you didn't because Swamp Girl at one point ended up running around in um, fig leaves with Austin Peck in some bizarre virtual reality game. It wasn't very fun. <laughs> but the answer to this question, which I really thought you would get, and when I tell you, you're going to be like, I knew that. John went swimming in the ocean on his honeymoon. He was ready to save Marlena, or to save this person who he thought was drowning. And all of a sudden, he got sucked up into a submarine. And he, it was the cheesiest looking submarine. And it was sort of, it looked sort of like the inside of Jeannie's bottle on I Dream of Jeannie. <laughs> it really did. And, and that's where Stefano mind controlled him and Princess Gina, who was also known as Hope. So I really thought you would get that one. Not that one. Sorry, gang. Womp womp. Three for five. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Well, that was the only one you missed, right? So well, the one that was impossible—the oh, embers, embers in the snow. I forgot. Which, which, thank God, he did get that because, or didn't get that because, like I said, I would have. I I promised to give up my favorite snack if he got that right, and uh, that was was not something that I <laughs> that I really wanted to do. I like food too much to give up. Somewhere, Sheila G is breathing a sigh of relief that <laughs> <laughs> that you're not having to stop eating. I know. Can you imagine the sales would? Plummet. They would absolutely <laughs> plummet if I stopped eating. It's like it's like if I stopped going to, if I stopped going to the to the saloon, the bourbon sales in this in New York City. Like, wait, what happened? What happened here? <laughs> All right, Swamp Girl or whoever's next. Let's go. Let's get on with these torturous surprises. Well. <laughs> We're, we're working on that. Okay. Uh, we, we have a slight delay in our hitch, so stay with us. While we're, while we're uh, waiting for that to be 
dealt with, let's say. Sure. Uh, tell us, tell us your, the, 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 a lot of things have come out of the fact that you have had this opportunity with Soap Central for the last 20 years. What is sort of your favorite thing that has come out of it? I mean, it would have to be um, saying even something like this. I mean, none of this would have happened. I wouldn't be talking to either of you. Uh, the folks who are calling in, uh, unless, you know, they've heard me and aren't calling in because they know it's making me uncomfortable, which would be amazing. Uh, you know, I mean, none of this would be happening. I, nothing that I am currently doing in my everyday life would probably have been possible had it not been for the site. I mean, I would have been on a completely different path. I would have, I would have been going to a completely different uh, location. I wouldn't be in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be living where I'm living. None of my friends would probably be my friends. Like, nothing would be the same. So it, it's one of those things of uh, like a Star Trek episode where, you know, they go back and something happens and it changes the future. That's, that's sort of what I meant is everything that's gone on now has been a result of the SoapCentral.com website. So, uh, I mean, everything. So basically your entire life. You're grateful for your entire life. I mean, I, I kind of have to say, I mean, it, it sounds sort of like the easy answer, but yes, it I does. mean, I really <laughs> would not be doing anything. I mean, you have to figure, I would be quite content. I have to say I would honestly be perfectly content, uh, you know, as a doctor, had everything else gone the way that it was supposed to, I, I have to tell you, it was something that I always wanted to do. There were never any doubts or any questions about that. Uh, that's well, Dan, what then I we wanted. wouldn't be together in our finest on the carpet coming up. Do you have your outfit, by the way? I have one. I had one that was picked out, but then someone wore it to the Grammys, and I don't know if that's gauche. Well, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> because you know what? If you wear it, then you can show up in all the style pages as who wore it better. Yeah, but the person who wore it is so possibly unlike me, it would just baffle the mind. Can you tell us? Jay-Z. Oh, you know, really? I could maybe give you some street cred. You know? <laughs> I kind of like it. So uh, we can he watches, bust a- He watches Empire. Doesn't that give him enough street cred? <laughs> this year we can bust a cap in the ass of the Vine Girls. Yeah. Whoa! Now he just lost his street cred. (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) Easy come, easy go. (laughs) Well, one of the things that we've been able to do here is, um, and I believe Bren is carrying this up as we speak, is there were some people who were not able to make it here tonight. They They really wanted to, but they weren't for various reasons able to. But we were able to get messages from them to deliver to you. Uh, and, and, and I should just tell you that what really amazed me as we were setting this show up, and Chriselle, I'm pretty sure um, you ran into this as well. When I was talking to various people, and I want to use names, but I don't want to surprise them. I don't want to ruin any of the surprises we've got set up. But as I was, uh, as I was, I was, I was arranging these various people to call in, the thing that I heard over and over and over again was how glad people were to call, to do this because they had such positive feelings about you, Dan J. Kroll. Like, you just, there is a positivity around you that is, is it just attracts people. I mean, people were so excited to do it because of the really great reputation that you have. I had somebody say that, uh, I had somebody actually say to me, that you were one of the good guys, and that's why they wanted to do it. So, 
take that and, and, and hold that because I think that's really important and precious and I don't think you get that a lot. So right now we're going to hear a sound clip from one of the people who couldn't be here but wanted to send their best wishes on this occasion. Okay. Dan Crow, this is Scott Cliff and I just want to wish you a very happy 20th anniversary on your Soap Central success. That's alliteration. <laughs> I love him. He's always so lovely. He, I wouldn't expect anything less of him. He's kind of amazing. He's also wildly smart. I mean, I mean, yes. you know, he has philosophical discussions and religious discussions and, 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 and positions on atheism. He's one of the, you know, and I'm not saying, he, it sounds so condescending to say he's such a smart soap star. That's not how I mean it. I mean, he is smart. Like, like, I have a feeling that when he walks in the room, he is the smartest person in any room that he is in. I know and I feel stupid. And he loves cats, stupid. which is always nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you follow him on social media, you'll see his love for cats. It's very true. In fact, he had that story this uh, this last year that uh, where where they they went to. Um, a shelter in Los Angeles, and, and and his character, well, actually, Hope adopted a cat, and they uh, they they did a whole spade and neuter pets thing with Bob Barker. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, Chriselle, I think we have somebody waiting to talk to. to yes, Dan we right. do. Uh-oh. All right, soap fans know our next guest as the owner of Pine Valley's Glamorama, but more <laughs> recently, she scared the bejesus out of audiences in the horror flick, The Taking of Deborah Logan. It is All My Children's Jill Larson. Yeah. Hi, Jill. Hey there. How are you guys? We're good. I'm so glad you could call in. I'm sure Dan is excited to hear very, your voice. Very much so. Thank you, Jill, so much for being a part um, of the show. Yes, of course. Well, I wouldn't want to miss it. I have this to is tell a you. big, auspicious occasion, isn't it, celebrating 20 years? It kind of is. I mean, 20 years of anything. Uh, I, it, I don't know that I've done anything, one thing, for 20 years. It's, it's, I still haven't wrapped my head around it. Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it. It it is a it is a big thing. It sort of reminds me that I came on to all my children in November of um, eighty nine, and then right that following um, spring, we celebrated the twentieth um, anniversary of all my children, and uh, I felt so lucky to be a part of. Like you say, something that had been on for that long and that it just happened to come about as I was showing up on the scene, you know. So, uh, so it's very and show up you well, did, good. Jill. Are you, you made are such you do- a splash. <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah. Oh, I just said show up you did. You made such a splash. Everyone is obsessed with your character from All My Children. <laughs> well, I feel... I feel pretty, it doesn't matter, I feel pretty lucky, uh, you know, to have had the run that I did on All My Children and, uh, and to see the, um, the, um, the, you know, all that uh, has happened as a result of that. And uh, I spoke to Agnes just the other day. She's writing her memoirs and uh, she wanted some, um, we talked about, you know, funny memories about the show and so forth and uh, things that had happened on the show. And, uh, and um, 
So it just makes you realize what everybody says. It's a great big family, and and you must feel that too, Dan, with your uh, show and uh, and all that you've done over the twenty years and how much you've grown and and created as a result. Jill, I do. I wanna, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say. You know, I, I really do. It's it's uh, and, and you mentioning Agnes. I, I had. The pleasure of, of seeing her, I think last year they gave her an honor here in Philadelphia. She knows everything. She is sharp as a tack. She remembers everything she's written. I swear at moments in time she remembers every bit of dialogue that was ever written. Um, she needs to be on here answering trivia questions. She is a, a fountain <laughs> she would of knowledge. Be, she would be really, really good at that. Uh, she's my phone actually, a friend. Yeah, I know. She would be really amazing. She's so smart. Uh, actually, on the phone now, we're going to move right along, if that's okay with you guys. We have, on One Life to Live, he played Bad Boy Gone Good Ford. And on the primetime Sudzer Deceptions, he was Kyle, a bad boy who pretty much stayed bad. It's our very favorite former Alaskan, David Gregory. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, David. How's it going? Hi. It's going kind of amazing. Yeah, is this an awesome day for you? I, I was, I'm just, you know, listening in. It sounds like you've got quite a lineup today. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck over here. Very yeah, surprises don't do well with me. I'm very squirming. They're loving every minute of it. This every is awesome. This is so cool. Second. David, what are you up to these days? Well, actually, I'm, um, I'm in the process. We're about to release uh, in another couple of weeks. Now, we're doing a. Um, a Western audio drama uh, about a blind sheriff in post-Civil War Texas, and I got John Wesley Shipp from let's see, a bunch of soaps, actually, but most recently One Life to Live, uh, who played my father on that show. He's come on to play our sheriff, and he's, uh, he's doing an excellent job, and we're getting ready to release sort of in a podcast form um, on iTunes probably in mid-April. It's going to be pretty awesome. How exactly does a sh- how are you a blind sheriff? How are you able to shoot anybody? Well, I'll tell you. So my idea was I I grew up listening to radio shows and and I got very into old time radio as a kid and it just became a hobby of mine. And I thought, well, if I've always wanted to do something like that in today's you know um, world of you know like serial and how podcasts are all of a sudden trending again. And I thought, well, if we're going to do an audio drama, we got to sort of re-legitimize it for today's audience. And I thought, what if the main character couldn't see? So the, the audience is sort of seeing everything from his perspective as if they couldn't see as well. And uh, we tried a couple of different ideas, nothing really stuck. And then I was like, well, what if he was a sheriff? And he had, you know, an ad deputy and, you know, and he basically went through the West uh, <laughs> without his sight. It could, could that work? And actually, we got a lot of episodes written and we got a a, a great team on board that was really interested in the idea. And I asked John and he was like, yeah, let's give this a shot. And, um, it actually turned out pretty well. So we're in the process of getting ready to launch that with sort of a making of featurette that people can watch and see how we did it behind the scenes. And I think, I think people are really going to like it. Oh, David, that sounds so awesome. And that's going to be <laughs> on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, but iTunes. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Thank you so much for, for taking time to call us, and um, we'll catch up with you soon. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. It. Absolutely. Thank you, and congratulations again, guys. Thank you. All right, Dan, are you ready for your next surprise? Not really, but I have no choice. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna kick it old school again on all my children. He was one of the few, the proud, the husbands of Erica Kane. These days, you can catch him in his one man show about Wild Bill Hickok, and he's in rehearsals for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next Nest. Did I mention he happens to be one of the funniest people you'll ever meet? I love him. Please welcome uh, to the show, yeah. Walt Willie. Hi, Walt. Hey, good, good morning, everybody. Good wait, what time is it? Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> And congratulations. Thank you, Walt. I appreciate it. No worries. So how are rehearsals going for Cuckoo's Nest? I think it opens in at the end of April, if I'm not mistaken. End of April, April 23rd through the 26th. Um, well, things are crazy, but with that show, that's all, almost the way you want them to be. So, uh, no, it's actually going very well. I uh, also started the uh, uh, Children's Theater that I started Last fall, we're back in session now, too, so I'm busy. I'm busy. It was nice to just be able to tell everybody, no, I couldn't talk to him right now. I had to do this. And I, then I took a little nap before. Oh, it was so nice. I actually got a little nap. It's great. <laughs> I like that. See, I, I'm, I'm helping people beyond that. It's not just about soaps. I'm helping people get their rest. I mean, that's Help, That's amazing. right. You're helping me get my rest. It's so nice. Thank you so much. Wow. That's... <laughs> That's that's a big deal. You know, you're really. I, I really like that you're so active in sort of helping kids get in yeah. touch with acting. And is that is that something that's really important to you to sort of like pass that on because you got so much out of it? You know, I I I, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I uh, I spent so much time in my hometown, and I saw in all the high schools around here. For instance, they have bright, shiny football helmets on Friday night, but the art programs are getting cut and cut and cut. And that's why I started the um, Wild Bill in-school program, where I go into a school and teach and mentor for a week or two. And then with a student crew, put Wild Bill up, and it's also a fundraiser for that school's drama department. Just finished up at Joliet West and Joliet Central. Um, uh, I'll be doing it uh, two or three times next fall taking this summer to do what we normally do here, which was uh, our big summer show, and then I've expanded our season here. But there's always some kind of mentorship program involved. Um, the children's theater thing, it's a, it's a learning theater, so it's not just rehearsing for a play. It's also classes. And uh, it's, it's, it's just amazing to me. I mean, I, have to, I can open these classes for about three days before they're just totally filled. And uh, so clearly uh, there's a need for this. There's a desire for this. And it's just, uh, it's just fun to be a part of fulfilling that. I have to assume. I that- love that. That is so nice that you do that. I, by the way, I just want to just, just say real fast. I do think, by the way, there should have been a Amanda Dillon, Jack storyline. I, I hate that we never got to work together. I yeah, you know what? What was that about? I you know there were quite a few people that I that I begged across the years. Why aren't we working together? But you know, no, nobody wanted to see Jack even talk to anybody except Erica. You know so. Well, they do love the Jack and Erica stuff. You can't blame them for that. It was so great. I don't blame them for anything. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I have to assume assume that when you go into these schools, you know, the kids might not necessarily, you know, know who you are. They're probably really getting a lot out of the experience. But then their moms walk in and their Mm -hmm. moms are like, wait a minute, that's Jackson Montgomery. (laughs) Well, at this point, it's like their grandmothers hear about it and all show up, you know. So... Listen, thank you so much for taking time to call out and, uh, and, My and hang out with us for a Congratulations really again. Thank you, Walt. 
Good to talk to you, Walt. Right. Bye-bye. So, as we're, as we're moving on with the party, you know, it wouldn't be a party Uh-oh. if... It would be a party if you didn't have something a little sweet. So I want to invite the person who makes Dan's very favorite treat, <laughs> and the world now knows mine as well, to join us. Sheila G., the creator of Brownie Brittle. Sheila, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Dan. Congratulations. Hi, Thank and you. And happy anniversary. I am so honored to be on and be able to wish you these good wishes and you know, we love you, everyone at Brownie Brittle. Are, we're, we're as crazy about you as uh, you are about Brownie Brittle. Well, so, thank you. Uh, <laughs> did you hear, though, that Richard was planning, if, if I got a trivia question right, he was going to stop eating Brownie Brittle for a month. You no. Know, well, yes. no. Sheila, let me tell you the secret. <laughs> I also told him it was the hardest question I could possibly come up with, and I had no fear at all that he was going to get it right. In fact, this is how confident I was that he would get it wrong. I have sitting in my fridge right now waiting for me. Um, my new my new favorite thing to do at night is I, I, I make chocolate pudding every night, instant chocolate pudding, and I've been crumbling brownie brittle up and using it on top of the pudding, yeah. and I have a batch oh. waiting for me at home tonight because I knew there was no way he was going to get that trivia question <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my for god! You. Oh my god, that sounds so good. Chocolate pudding. I think I'm gonna pick up a box. Yeah, mm, that sounds pudding. good. That Five might be my go-to snack. Yeah, good. Good. And you know what? I, I'll I, tell I, you. Salted caramel. That's the clue. Put that. Crumble up some salted caramel, brownie brittle. Put it uh, on top of the of the the instant chocolate pudding. It takes two minutes to make, and it 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 will make you happy. Let me tell you. I love I, that. I always love when the airports have brownie brittle. I feel like that's always the time where it's like the perfect snack on a plane because you don't have to worry about it, you know, having things in your teeth. You're just to your own in your seat. And I feel like that's when I always eat it is in the airport. Oh, that's great. And, um, you know, we're on Delta first class now and United first class. So I hope that's where you're seated. Uh, <laughs> when you fly, I'm gonna have to get myself bumped up to first class. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, what, whatever. We'll take care of you if, if you're I'd, not. I'd like to spend two hundred dollars more on a ticket so that I can get the free brownie brittle, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. You know, it, it's so funny because we had a, a customer write in and say, "So I never like to sit in one or two rows, one or two, but." But now that Brownie Riddle's on board, I'm so afraid that by the time they get to three or four, uh, they're going to be out. So now I always book Rose one and two. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was me, I think. I say stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, he takes, he takes fandom of the snack to a whole new level. Let me tell you. He's a, I thought I was – he got me hooked on it. I thought I was bad, but um, no. He I is, took it to Disney World with me. I mean, what yeah, does that he say? He did. Oh, my God. Wow. That's great. That's great. Good. Well, Sheila, I I know that you happen to have dinner plans this evening, so it really means even more to me that you were able to like find a little time to, to uh, come and hang out with us. Well, thank you uh, again. It's a it's an honor to be invited on the show and 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 wish you these good wishes. I, I wish you many more happy anniversaries and all the best to you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you. Well, right now, all right, we've got yet another person who Uh-oh. couldn't uh, couldn't actually make it this evening, but wanted to send some 
Bond wishes, and I believe Bren has our next clip all queued up and ready to go. Okay. Hi, I'm Arya Zucker from Days of Our Lives. Thank you, Dan. Big surprise to you, and happy, happy, happy anniversary, Soap Central. You did a wonderful, wonderful job. Thank you. Oh, I love her. I love Ari Zucker. She is she the way she looks. Her personality doesn't fit the way she looks because she looks like she would be a bitch because she's so beautiful. She's so tall, Mm -hmm. and she is so sweet. I love her. She's also does a lot of charitable work. I mean, a lot, a lot of good fundraising for for needy for for a lot of good causes. So definitely good. Well, Dan, you mentioned charity work. You've done a lot of charity work on Soap Central over the years. Um, I mean, do you have any idea how much in, like, in the ballpark of how much you've raised for for some of these charities? Because I know you do a lot of stuff for charity. I really don't. I would say it's got to be probably in the range of four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, maybe in twenty years. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And you know what you've got because of that? You're going to get more trivia. Oh, Jesus. Yes. All right. When last we left our story, (laughs) we were up to to the year 2000. Oh, gosh. In 2000. Now, see, they should get easier because it's, you know, you don't have to remember back as far. I can't remember what I had for lunch. I mean, really? So this should be fun. That's that's, that's, that's what happens when you sleep this late. In 2000, General Hospital's Luke and Laura were desperate to reunite with their son, Lucky, who'd been kidnapped by Helena. The search led them to a place in Vancouver where all three of them had once been very, very happy. Where was that? I told you, I can't remember what I had for lunch. So, I... Well, where would you go to get some lunch? uh, To the diner, it was... Oh, damn. Uh, Oh, it was the characters. Think about the characters who were going there. Uh, The triple L? Yes. Three L's? Triple L? Something like, am I right? You are so good at this. You are very good. That's very right. Woo! Yeah, that was where they reintroduced Luke and Laura with a grown-up Lucky. And then a few years later, when Lucky was kidnapped by Helena, that's where they went. In 2001, the Bold and the Beautiful's Eric was annoyed to find out that someone he and Stephanie had known during their college years planned to relocate his import-export business to Los Angeles. He was not fond of this person. Who was it? He's not fond of a lot of people. That's why he goes out on ledges naked. Um <laughs> Wait, who is this naked person on the wedge? Eric, Eric Forrester, John McCook. At one point, he uh, oh, was, okay. I don't remember why, but he was out on a, he was out and he was being attacked by birds naked on the ledge. I don't know <laughs> he was hiding from, but I do remember that. Uh, Dan, he had good reason not to like this particular person because this particular person and uh, Stephanie had a bit of a history. Massimo? Yes, yes, Massimo Maroni, very good. Wow, look very, at you, you you're good. killing this. 2002, oh God, for okay. several months during 2002, Guiding Light's Beth struggled with a newly developed personality. Laura Just, Lee? Laura Lee, very Laura good. Lorelei. You didn't there even need me to finish the question. You finish the question, me. I'm sorry. No, I, no. I only know that because Lorelei is the name of a mermaid. Don't ask people, just pl- go along with it. Yeah, all right. In 2003... All My Children's Jack and Erica 
I see we were just talking about them, were preparing to tie the knot at the Valley Inn, but someone who wasn't particularly thrilled with the idea of their marriage destroyed the wedding cake. Who was it? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know that I know the answer to that. Uh, you do. No, I mean, I'm sure oh, I do. You do? I think so. Well, it wasn't For you. Sure. you think it is? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, 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 there's so many people who piss off Erica over the years. I mean, it, the first one that comes to mind is Kendall, but I don't think that's the case. It was very specifically tied to the wedding. It was Jack and Erica's wedding at the Pine Valley Inn, and someone did not want them to get married, and then something happened at the wedding. It all revolved around uh, something that was going to come out at the wedding. Oh, was it Mary Smythe? It was Mary, yes. Very, very good. Oh, I had that all wrong. I thought it was <laughs> the cake fight I saw between Kendall and Greenlee. Well, our last question for this particular group, the last of the five, in, right. 2000, in 2004, an actress who played an iconic alcoholic on a primetime soap joined The Bold and the Beautiful for five episodes. Who played the role of Priscilla Kelly? Linda Gray. Very good. Very, very good. Congratulations. So you're doing... Good you're job, doing, Dan. You're doing pretty good. You're All doing right. pretty good. I think we have another clip. Am I, am I right, Chriselle? We do. We have a clip uh, from another guest that okay. wanted to uh, send their good wishes. So let's play that. Happy 20th anniversary, Soap Central. And a big surprise to you. And happy. Well. <laughs> well, okay. They were almost that? there. Do you know who that was? I don't. I, I, I thought there oh, were the voices in my head. I wondered if I would be able to figure it out if I didn't know. Like, I've got, you know, somebody <laughs> telling me in front of me on the monitor who it is. I don't know if, uh, if I would have known. It's someone from The Bold and the Beautiful. He's very hunky. Uh, we had Scott Clifton. He plays a relative of Scott Clifton's. Would it be his dad? No. Would it be his brother? It would. Would it be <laughs> Darren? Yes, Darren Brooks. Darren Brooks. Thanks, Darren. Sorry we didn't get well, to hear all your message. We'll put it in the archives so we can all hear it. Well, I think what actually happened there was I think there were probably two messages there that were edited a little too closely together, and we started going into the next one. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but that just seems like what it might have been. We may be able to circle back later and, and play that whole message, hopefully. But uh, but great. if not, uh, Darren Brooks apparently, uh, you know, maybe maybe he was like cursing and they had to beep him out. <laughs> and uh, just as an FYI, oh, let's just his name now. Let's just slander no. his name. Oh, he called and left the most obscene message, and we were like, oh, let's <laughs> cut that Don't out. Don't you? No, no, no. Because he was wearing on today's show one of my favorite clothing people, he was wearing a nice Burberry shirt. So we can't talk badly about, well, I mean, at least his character was wearing it, but, you know, uh, I'm just saying, hashtag Burberry, Dan wears at the Emmys, dot com, whatever. <laughs> Did you just make up a website? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. It's been 20 years. I need to create a new website. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got we've got another sound clip. Uh, let's see if this person identifies themselves or if we have to play the mystery game. <laughs> I think we have another clip. Happy 20th anniversary, Soap oh, Central. Well, what were you doing in 1995? What was the brainchild that made this all happen? People want to know. Put it on your website. <laughs> I well, think that was the end of Darren Brooks's clip. Am I right? 
No, that was not. That was the next person. I recognized that voice. That was someone from Days of Our Lives. Uh, was yeah. it Sean? It was Sean. Congratulations. Yes. Do I get a point for that? Does that make you up do. for not I, knowing burning embers of my flesh? <laughs> yes, that'll cancel that one. That'll cancel out the other one. But we right now we have another guest on the line. Um, most people will remember our next little party guest as Days of Our Lives is Belle. But later this year, <laughs> you're going to see her in a whole new light because she is going to be starring on the upcoming, win- uh, the upcoming web series, Winterthorn. Come on in, Martha Madison. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Dan. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> that last clip wasn't Sean Kristen. That was me, actually. A <laughs> <laughs> little congestion, little too much candy from the, uh, from the set. <laughs> I was working on my big girl voice. How are you guys? <laughs> We're awesome. Have you started filming I, yet? You start this weekend, right? We do. We start Sunday for three weeks. My very first theme that I'm doing on Sunday is with Linda Gray, so I'm, I'm not nervous or anything. <laughs> I love that. I wanted to, by the way, Martha, I, I caught your radio show yesterday, and it was so good. She had a Mark Teschner, and it was so insightful. Oh. I just wanted to say bravo on the show. I just thought it was really well done. Thank you so much. You know, we, we were trying to Mark for a while, because I just feel like he's one of the best casting directors that there are, really, out there. Yeah. Um, so happy that he was able to make it. And yeah, it turned out great. I was so, I, was, I had so many questions and I only got to a few of them, but thank you for saying that. It was a great, great hour for us too. And I, in my inside, I died for you with your audition story. <laughs> <laughs> did it make you die a little inside? <laughs> it did. It had the exact effect that you would think uh, for a fellow actor. I was like cringing for you. Wow. I know. Do we need well, to hear think, this? Well, what would you what would you have done, Chriselle? Would you have made out or not made out, or would you have just like taken all your clothes off? <laughs> Whoa. Wait well, a minute, we need to, to hear this story. Yours out here for a second. She just to, just to give you a, a, a you know a, a little bit of what we're talking about. She basically went into the audition room and she didn't go for the kiss, and they were uh, they were expecting her to go for the kiss because she wasn't on the set. She was just in an audition room. Not to tell your story, but. Um, yeah, but yes, I think it's one of the, I totally see why you didn't go for the kiss, but I feel like, um, if, you know, I kind of would have read his signals. Is he coming towards me? Is he not? If so, he sure, why not? He wasn't, he wasn't even looking at me. Like, it was terrible. Oh my gosh. Well, if you want to see the whole story of what we're talking about, you can check it out on soapbox, uh, com. But Dan, 20 years, yes. you've been doing this show longer than I've been alive. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> I've, well, you know, I've only just turned 21 earlier this year, so I mean, I could, I can, ima- I know how that is to be, you know, so young, baby. <laughs> wow, so I'm actually, I'm actually older than both of you combined. Who knew that? <laughs> oh, Dad, don't tell anyone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, Martha. One of the things I really love, and I've told you this because you know I'm sort of semi-obsessed with you. Uh-oh. One of the things that I really love about um, your radio show is that you laugh so freely. And you have, you have just, you are such a genuine spirit. And it comes across, and it, not only in the interviews that you do, you know, you ask the questions that we would want to ask. But also in the fact, like I said, that your, your laugh just, it encourages people to be themselves. It sets people at ease. And I think that's such a wonderful, wonderful trait to have. 
Aw, thanks, man. That's such a nice compliment. I um, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. It's a very nice compliment, but I, I know I what to say to it. I have to say, say that uh, two of the three of you I have appeared with on the red carpet, and I have to say to both uh, Chriselle and to Martha, I have loved appearing on the camera with you and, and causing trouble. Uh, so that's uh, you I mean, when you were one of my favorite guests on Soapbox ever, mainly because you're hilarious, but secondly, because you brought snacks. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, brownie brittle. Yes. It was, well, it was Brownie Brittle, and we decided because Navelle Lee was there that day that we were going to nickname him Brownie Brittle. And then um, you also brought um, something Home Slice, and so Home Slice was my nickname for the show. <laughs> wow. I yeah, love that. Martha, thank you so much for calling in today. Thanks, we Martha. really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you. I love you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right, next up, we have uh, we have somebody that's had more careers than your typical soap opera character, and that's saying something. She is an actress, an author, okay. and believe okay. it or not, a hypnotist. She's even had her own makeup <laughs> line. Somehow, she's found time to swing by and visit us. Hello, Catherine Hicklin. How are you? I don't think we have Catherine Hicklin. She was probably called away by one of her many animals. She has like a zoo of 7,000 animals. She's got a oh chicken that rides in the passenger seat with her. I realized what you were doing. I was like, no, no, I don't think we have that. What we do have. Oh, my God. You know what? That's how busy she is. She's so busy that she's not here. <laughs> no, Catherine Hickland, we don't have Catherine. Oh, my God. I just realized. Oh, this is my favorite show ever. <laughs> I want it so bad. Oh what we do have is a clip from someone. And, Dan, I want you to listen very Oh, I'm gosh. about to say. Let me just check and make sure. Yes, we have a, we have a clip from someone who couldn't be here, but who is the answer to a question later this evening. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So go ahead. Play the clip. I am Ronnie Marmo. I play Ronnie Domestico on General Hospital. I just want to say thank you, Dan Cole, for creating uh, such a great outlet of, for, the, for General Hospital. And we don't get enough press or coverage, and so this is awesome, and thank you. Perfect. Ooh, you guys are going to get me till the end of these two hours. Gotta keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just going to keep throwing intros out of people that aren't on the show. Oh that'd my be, God, that'd totally be so much easier. <laughs> and then I'll pretend to be those people. We'll see if I can imitate the people that you think are calling in. <laughs> I can fake an accent. We'll, we'll have, uh, uh, hello, it's James Scott calling. There you go. James Scott was on the show. Wow, that was the worst James Scott <laughs> I've ever heard. It sounded more like one of the maids on Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, tomato, tomato. Over the 20 years, you've obviously had a lot of guests on the show. Was there any particular guest that you can think of who, you know, where the interview just kind of, what just happened now? It just sort of like did not go at all as you planned. It just sort of spiraled out of control. Yes, actually, as a matter of fact, there have been um, there have been several. Uh, one that kind of did was uh, Brenda Dixon when she <laughs> came on. Um, I made her cry, which caught me by 
surprise. Um, you know, I like to research guests. I like to know who's coming on. I like to ask them things that they haven't been asked 27,000 times when they've done interviews. And I asked her something that caught her completely off guard and she wasn't prepared for it. And, and she had a little bit of a moment. So, um, not in the, in the crazy sort of way, but that was really a memorable moment for me. But speaking of crazy sort of way, wasn't that also the show where her psychic called in? Yes. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, John. He was. Uh, he did call in, and and uh, he was right there. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Strangely enough, I didn't predict and expect what a psychic was going to say. There's a joke in there, but no. I mean, you know, you never know when someone's going to come on with a live show. You never know what someone's going to say or what someone's not going to say, and that's sort of the the challenge when it's live. Anything can happen, and usually everything does happen. Who was your favorite? I mean, I know you don't want to play favorites. It's like having a child. But other than me and other than Chriselle, because we're clearly your favorites, who else have you had that have been among your favorites? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, it's for different reasons. Um, And I know that we don't have a whole lot because the first hour is is coming up to an end here. But I mean, one that I was particularly proud of is sort of topical now is I had Victoria Rowell on. And I think that what I like to do is it's very easy when someone comes on to a show to sort of sensationalize something, to do a TMZ show, to get people to say things that you can soundbite. It's another thing to have a serious interview with someone, to know your facts, to know your questions, and to give the folks who are listening an interview that they can listen to, uh, appreciate, and sort of have a takeaway with. And I'm really particularly proud of that because I know that there are there have been situations or there are lots of guests who come along, and it's easy to go that route. It's easy to go... Uh, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, it's easy to do that. It's much more difficult when you have someone on, even like with Brenda Dixon, to go that that serious route. Um, one of the other ones that I'll quickly get it in, we had Gloria Loring on, and Paula Patton called in and surprised her. Um, and she totally didn't see it coming. I think she probably thought that Robin Thicke would call in, and when, when uh, Paula called in, you know, she lost her her freaking mind. So that was actually a, a highlight as well. I mean, I, I like to give people surprises. I hate surprises for myself. Hate, 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 hate. That's just a tad hypocritical. You get that, right? Not at all. Oprah's the same way. I am Oprah. Put it up. Put it on a hashtag. Dan is Oprah. Send it to her. At Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're in, in just a couple minutes, we're going to take a break. Um, we have a little break between the first half of the show and the second half of the show. The second half of the show, we have uh, something very special come up Uh-oh. coming up that Chriselle is arranging for us. So to take us up to the top of the hour, we'll do the next section of, of uh, trivia questions and oh, see God. how... Yeah, I know. I know. I can tell how excited you are about that. Right now, <laughs> are we out of time? We, yeah, we don't know. We have, we're up to 2005. Oh, in 2005, experimental treatments helped General Hospital's Jason regain the memories that he'd lost following a car accident. Uh, then I have the wrong page after that. Unfortunately, oh, he still needed life-saving surgery, which might leave him a vegetable. Who promised to pull the plug should that come to pass? Was it Mon- No, it wasn't Monica. Uh, I don't know who it was. 
Who was it? I, Give me a I hint. have to admit, I did not know this either. It's only because of the soap opera. Uh, the, the, the soap opera. It's only because of the soap opera. It's only because of SoapCentral.com's archives that I knew that I found this. Uh, it I remember was. he had seizures. Like he he had yes. a whole bad reaction to it. But who, who was the the? Uh, it was actually his best buddy, Sonny. Sonny Get promised out. that it turned into a vegetable. Uh, that he would. Uh, on before the break, I didn't. I we, we have uh, one more person on the line. Uh, Martha Madison was on a few minutes ago talking about Winterthorn. Our next guest, um, there's only one thing to say about him, and that is that he is pretty. Well, maybe I should say <laughs> he's the man behind Pretty. He's also one of the producers on Winterthorn, Martha Madison's new project with Michael Caruso. Uh, it's Steve Silverman. Come on, on, come on, Mr. Pretty, <laughs> gentlemen. Happy anniversary to one of you. Thank and, you, Steve. And, you know, good, good. I'm glad you knew which one it was. So you're, you're finally <laughs> 20. That's I am. It's so exciting. I just picture you, because I know you so well, like just down at your local McDonald's being, you know, as you're ordering your, your double chicken McNuggets and your extra <laughs> sauces being like, it's a special day, everybody, because I know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's such the opposite. I have been not going anywhere. I have been avoiding people. Uh, yeah, no, just, uh, ooh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's so uncomfortable, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I think if Dan could. I understand. Just... I understand. I, I try to hide in the, in the Palm Springs as much as possible. That's what I like to do. I think if Dan could, he would just, like, never leave the house. He would just have Ever. everything delivered to him. Uh, it, he would never leave the house. You know, and it's funny because we now live in the world where you pretty much can. Like, it's, it's funny when um, I was, Stacey McQueen left me a message earlier today, pretty much Stacey, and she's like, oh, my God, I just realized we haven't actually spoken in, like, four, you know, almost 14 days. And she's like, I just realized that. She's like, but it feels like we've spoken. Yeah, because we've texted. <laughs> it feels like we're conversing. You know who you can thank for that? Dan Kroll, because he invented the internet for so. I did. In 1995, I did. he invented the internet. I did. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go with that. I've heard other people, but okay, that sounds great. Al Gore doesn't count. Are you excited yeah. to uh, start filming uh, Winterthorn on Sunday? Oh, my God, I'm crazy excited. I actually just got off the phone a few minutes ago with Michael and Barbie, and they were at a costume fitting with uh, Miss Kathleen Gotti at her house, and she loves her costume, which is great. And basically, you know, my job so far is to just get cocaine for Martha Madison, take cocaine away from Michael Caruso. That's pretty much my job so far. Just move the cocaine around. Just move cocaine around, and they give you a producer title, which is kind of nice. No, we're really, um, we're really excited. My arm of responsibility is the last week, which is in two weeks. Um, I will be producing heavily the entire shoot that we're doing up in the mountains. And... Um, we're all going on location for three days, four days. It's going to be a blast. So we're really location. excited. See, it's going we, to be all, fun. We, all, we all know exactly what location means. Location means you're going to go somewhere. You're going to have some beers. You're going to try and shoot something. I, I know what's going on up there. Steve, I, I'm sorry. I hate to cut you off. we got to go to break. Thank you so much for calling in. Guys, stay tuned. We'll be back with the second half of the show after these commercial messages. We need to hold. 